the Right Hook Movies and TV. All right, it's uh, time now to welcome Philip Malloy, as we always do on Wednesdays. Philip, welcome to thank the programme. Thank you, Shorty. Thank you, thank you. Um, you're talking remakes. Uh, like, I, uh, the first one, I just simply don't believe well, they're uh, remaking. Okay, okay, it's, well, we're, uh, strictly speaking, what we're talking about is movie musicals, okay? You have an interest in movie musicals. Very so much I, so. so. I put it at the top of, you, of your list there. Because and I'm the interested. First, Very yes, good, yeah. Okay, yeah. And the first one, the first one is, of course, a remake. <laughs> it's a remake of A Star is Born. Star is Born was first made uh, in 1932 uh, under the title What Price Hollywood. Uh, then 1937, uh, there was a, a, a kind of a dramatic sort of version of it with um, uh, with uh, Frederick Marsh and Janet Gaynor. That was 37. Then you we come on uh, on a bit to uh, to 54 and the, the best of them, as far as I'm concerned, Judy Garland, the Judy Garland version with that great song member um there's uh, there's there's several great songs in it actually, and she's wonderful in it. I think it's one of her. And very the, best. your pal James Mason. James Mason, James Mason, of course, he plays Norman Maine in it. Yeah, and he's wonderful. And the, the, by the way, I don't know if you noticed or not, but the, the story uh, of of those movies is supposed to be based on uh, Barbara Stanwyck's relationship with a guy called Eddie Foy. Uh, who's a very well-known, a vaudevillian, very no, well-known, apparently, anti-Semite. And, uh, he Eddie was, Foy, they made a film with Bob Hope in it. No? No, no, no. That was no, a different no, Foy, that, that, that was Yeah, that was a different Foy. All right. Now, but they're remaking anyway, it. Anyway, they're, they're remaking it. Uh, they're remaking it with Lady Gaga. No. And, yes, and Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper's Br- the sniper fella, is he? Yeah, he's the sniper fella, American sniper. And uh, what what happened there was, and that's the connection to American Sniper as well. What happened there was, uh, uh, Clint Eastwood was going to make uh, a new version, a musical version, up to date musical version, set against the background of the music industry. Now he was going to make it in 2011, and uh, Beyonce, who was to be his star, she got pregnant, so she had to drop out. So he went on and did uh, the move, the musical about the Four Seasons, and. Um, so he did that, and the, this uh, project, which was uh, which Warner Brothers had the rights for, it fell to Bradley. The four Cooper. seasons been Jersey Boys. Jersey Boys. Jersey yeah, Boys. Yeah. 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 All right. So Lady Gaga's going to do with your man Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Um, but you're saying they're doing a whole pile well, of musical well, remakes I, yeah, or whatever. As I understand it from reading the various trade press and so on, this is the start now of a revival of the of the movie musical. That's one. Okay. The next one after that then is one that, uh, in other words, also was a big hit on Broadway it's Hugh Jackman uh, as P.T. Barnum member P.T. Barnum in a musical biopic called The Greatest Showman on Earth so it's a, it's, it's a movie about the guy a, mu- a musical about the guy who founded Barnum and Bailey Circus Did Michael Crawford not do something about Barnum no? Uh, Maybe he did. He was in it. No, I think he was in it. Yeah. It was called Barnum. That, that, yeah. Uh, so that's uh, the second one. The third one is is uh, I don't know if you if you're familiar with a musical called Wicked. No. Yeah. Okay. It's it's been very popular as well, and it's about um, it's about the two witches uh, from um, uh, the Wicked Witch of the of the of uh, the nor of the North. Uh, Glinda, the Wicked Witch of the North, and uh, the Wicked Witch of the West. So it's about the, the sort of competition between the two of them. And a director called Stephen Daldry 
uh, who people would know from a movie called The Reader and The Hours. I love The Reader. Okay. I he, love The Reader. Yeah, well, he's preparing this uh, film version of Wicked. And then the next one is Steven Spielberg. He's been trying to get the rights, apparently, to uh, West Side Story for eight years. And he's now, now, now got them. So he's actually going to do a new version of West Side oh, Story. right. Okay. Which, which would be, he, there's a guy called Tony, well, Tony was, Kushner who's a Pulitzer Prize winning playwright. He's writing the script for but, it. But I mean, the musicals were essentially a genre, particularly of 1950s, well, right? The great MGM musical, yeah, Singing yeah. in the Rain, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, can these guys bring it back? Well, I don't. I don't know. Why. One of the uh, actually one of the things uh, the, uh, the the cinema was under pressure, as you know, at that stage, and they were making yeah. all kinds of big spe- spectacles. And one of the things they were doing were con- constantly buying the rights of uh, musicals and stage plays that had succeeded on Broadway, and that's what they're doing here. And it's again, it's at a time when uh, there are all kinds. There's all kinds of competition. Uh, for the audience that the cinema yeah. is drawing on. Yeah, um, it'd be. Uh, I mean, Spielberg and West Side Story, because it's such a dramatic story yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, although it's really interesting that the star of West Side Story really never made it, Richard Boehmer. Do you no, remember him? That's, that's good and, point. and he was the guy who lost the money in the poker game in The Longest Day. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but of course, the wonderful Natalie Wood. And the person. She played I, Maria, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the great Rita Moreno was in it. She, she won an Oscar for it. Yeah, she was fabulous. And do you know who else won an Oscar? A dancer called George Chakiris. Remember yes. him? Who Very was in uh, the movie uh, about... 633 Squadron. 633 Squadron. Well, yeah, Next yeah. time you're doing great music, <laughs> let's have 633 <laughs> Squadron. Squadron yeah. Now, but, watch this. What's this a bit, the Billion Dollar Club? Well, the Billion Dollar Club is movies uh, that have uh, that have reached, that have grossed a billion dollars. Okay, all kinds of other factors come in when you're talking about the success now uh, of a movie. All kinds of other ancillary factors come in, like, you know, how, how obviously how did on DVD, uh, various other uh, things. But the main thing um, still is box office. And um, the list I gave you there is uh, last week, um, a, a Disney uh, picture called Zootopia um, became the 26th movie to reach the billion dollar but, uh, but this billion dollars is just for inflation no, because, no, 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 well you see no, presumably you, Gone with the Wind to be a billion dollar movie yeah no well you and I have d- debated that before and you're right about that obviously yeah um, now just something that came up since I talked to you last mm. I was reading about in the paper because there's an actor I not, don't know a lot about an actor from Star Trek killed in a car crash or something yeah, or a car he, accident yeah Certainly. He, yeah, yeah. He he played. I think it's Chekhov, uh, which who's the Russian uh, member of the crew of the Starship Enterprise. Yeah. So um, he had some kind of an accident on s- uh, Sunday night with his car. Anton Yeltsin, uh, Yeltsin was this Yeltsin, guy's Yeltsin, name. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with his car, and he is a young sort of boyish fellow. I think he's about twenty-seven years of age, and uh, he had this awful, this this very strange and weird and awful accident, and he died. He's died. And now the latest information I heard. Um, is the car was was mm. one of these recalled mm. cars mm. or something that there was a problem with it. Now, I increasingly, and I've loved you dearly for 14 years, yes, as yes, you know, yes, yeah, yeah. but one of your great innovations um, 
although most of them I don't want, didn't watch, yeah. was old TV series. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the the audience is really into it now. Who have you got this well, week? This week, uh, and this is the first Western, so don't start sort of making charges against me. Uh, it's it's the Virginian, uh, which um, uh, was, was a huge success on Irish television as well. Absolutely. As else. This yeah, was so, a great series. Yeah, yeah. So you'd be there on a Saturday night, uh, quarter past nine. Charles Mitchell would have read the news and 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 there you are. You hear this music, this lovely kind of swirling Percy Fate music, coming up. And Lee J. Cobb appears, and uh, uh, Doug McClure as Trampas appears, and Gary Clark appears as Steve, and then there's the Virginian. I think James the music Story. ought to remind everybody. Yeah. Here's the music from the Virginian. You mentioned Percy Faith. Yeah. I mean, that, I know, I know we often say, like, don't make music like that anymore, but it's a great lushness about that no, your no. word. Yeah. The other thing, James Drury used to wear a kind of leather waistcoat sort yeah. of thing yeah. as the Virginian. At a white horse. Yeah, um, but, but my, it was my also a George. movie, was it not? What? You what? It, it was, was a no, movie no, yeah, as actually, well the very, as the, yeah, 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 no, the, the very first thing it was, was first of all, it was, it was published in uh, 1902, written by a guy called Owen Wister. Then uh, they made, uh, just as, as Talkie started in 1929, they made a, 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 a film version of it. And uh, Gary Cooper starred as the Virginian in that. Remember the, the famous line, smile when you say that? Uh, he, that, that comes from that, uh, that movie. And uh, uh, various kind of things happened to it over the years before it came to television. Uh, but eventually they made it in 1962. NBC made it. And it was one of the first uh, 90-minute westerns. So what you what you had eaten and drinking of this thing? You actually oh, had right. it. That's the same length as a movie. Um, there were others, other movies try, uh, tried, other series tried. Cimarron Strip with Stuart um, uh, Whitmer. Do you remember that Stuart Whitmer? No, not so much. Um, uh, okay, that was one of them as well. But anyway, this was set in Wyoming Territory in 1890, and uh, it was set on this big ranch called Shiloh Ranch. And one of the interesting things about it is various uh, actors actually. D- uh, who owned the ranch they died on the job first Lee J. Cobb he did the first three seasons of it then he died then Charles Bickford died then John McIntyre died and eventually it was owned finally for, I think for the last season when the uh, title had changed to the men from Shiloh um, it was owned the, the ranch was owned by Stuart Granger yeah um, I remember that but mm. like they're great actors though yeah. Lee J. Cobb yeah, yeah. in 12 Angry Men yeah, do you yes, remember yeah, he yeah. was the last holdout yeah. Charles Bickford in, with Gregory Peck okay. and Charlton Heston in yeah. the big country, country yeah. uh, and then John McIntyre yeah. was in every second uh, western he was he was great <laughs> every second western but he was western. very believable and he could play baddies as well even yeah. though he was a benign avuncular sort of looking guy he could play baddies did he would, did he get the Winchester at some point in Winchester seventy three? No, I he, he was. I think he was in the corner of a of a. And he, he, Jimmy Stewart arrives. Oh yes, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. listen. 
Yeah, because I think McIntyre used to sell guns to the Indians and then he got the Winchester and the Indian chief wanted the Winchester yeah. and he wouldn't give it to him that's and right, the Indian yeah. chief killed him. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, Indian yeah. chief played by? The Indian chief was played by Rock Hudson. Correct. Mm. Well done. Yeah. Amazing. All right. Now, I can't believe mm. the next headline I'm looking at here in your notes. What is it? Elvis and Nixon. Yeah. What's that all well, about? Well, actually, I've just, and we'll have her on the uh, picture show this weekend, I've just interviewed the, the uh, director of it, um, a woman um, called Lisa Johnson. And uh, it's absolutely fine. And this is, I, asked, I said to her, tell us straight that this is true, Lisa. And, and she, she says it is. It, it was the, about the 21st of December, 1970. Um, Elvis turned up um, one morning at the West Gate or whatever it is at the White and House. And says, how are you? And he, had, he, sent, he, he sent in a six-page um, a letter, a note uh, to Richard Nixon, who was the president at the time. And... <laughs> written on American Airlines paper, yeah, and, and I've seen the the the, the version, the, the misspellings and so on, and everything. Yeah. In it. Anyway, this came from Elvis. Elvis was looking for a meeting uh, with Nixon. Elvis had flown uh, via the red eye from Los Angeles to Washington that day, and he wanted a meeting. So uh, first of all, Nixon was against it. Nixon was against all these modern things. He hated the Beatles, for instance, and uh, against all this stuff. But eventually, but it was pointed out to him that this could be politically this could be beneficial to him oh, course, and to, yeah. his, uh, to his career so he agreed to meet Elvis and Elvis wanted Elvis had this collection of badges badges legal sort of uh, badges like sheriff or whatever yeah, yeah. yeah so he had this he had these ba- he also had a collection of guns by the way and and so he wanted he, he made the case to Nixon apparently that he would help him deal with the drug culture that was growing at that oh, time yeah, right. and that if he had a badge <laughs> for the drugs administration federation or whatever it was he'd be able to move <laughs> go away he'd, he'd be able to move from one state and to another and they made a movie and, about this and they've made a movie and, and they, you're talking to her in the picture I, yeah, show I'm Turned around the picture show, and it stars Michael Shannon as Elvis and a friend of yours, Kevin Spacey. He's playing as Nixon. Go away, as Nixon. He's very good. <laughs> Is he? He's hilarious. Actually, we had uh, Russell Crowe on the picture show last week, and he said that he's one of the best cinema actors in the world. There you go, Kevin Spacey. Kevin. Now, of course, you've got a new tagline on the show. I was very impressed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where the stars <laughs> come oh, to this talk. Is the, this is the producer's idea. So. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, it's, uh, Who's the star this week in the picture? Actually, it's Susan Sarandon. Oh, really? So you can't do, you no. can't do much better than that. Well, if, particularly if you ask her about Donald Trump, she'll go bananas. No, I didn't ask her because this is a film program. It's not a, <laughs> it's not a political program. Uh, but she talks. She's really great about, about Billy Wilder on the front page and talking about and working with Matthew and Jack Lemmon. She's wonderful on that. And she, obviously, she talks about Thelma and Louise. She talks about her new uh, movie, The Meddler. And uh, she's, she's very politically aware of yeah, Susan no, no, Sarandon. No, no, big time. Very active. Yeah, she was a Sandler um, follower. She's she's very much against um, uh, against Hillary Clinton. She seems to d- detest Hillary Clinton. She's anti-Clinton. Yeah, she's against her, yeah. And she's anti-Trump, so she'll have no one to vote oh, for. There you go, yeah. yeah. All right. Listen to me. Um, I always thought, I never liked Roger Moore as yeah. Bond, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, uh, but he also got it too late, to no, be no, fair. I, th- I think that's a really good point, that he got it too late. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he was fabulous. 
as the saint. Yeah, well, okay. What, what we're coming to here is that they, they've, they've um, uh, you know, uh, Paramount Pictures has bought the rights of the saint and yeah? they're going to turn it into uh, a franchise. And uh, as you know, Leslie Charteris books, uh, I think from the 1928 to 1963. Uh, now, various people made it, including George Sanders that you've referred to several times on this program, and his brother, his real-life brother, Tom Conway, they both yeah. made, made it. Val Kilmer then later starred on it. But the, I suppose, strictly speaking, the best of them was, as you say, Roger Moore. On, on television. On, on television, ITC. Uh, I think it ran uh, from early 60s up to 69. But, but, but apparently Charter has said that he, he captured his idea of the saint yeah. perfectly. Yeah. Uh, and but, but the thing, George, and that's sort of first way, it sort of comes to what you were saying there, um, you couldn't really see Roger Moore as anything else after the saint. Yeah. And it was this eyebrow, raised eyebrow acting and, and, and so yeah. on. Yeah, but... but, but it's interesting. I would have read all those books, like when I, I was kind of at, at the end of school and the beginning of, you know, between sort of 16 and 20. Mm. I'm not sure The Saint would stand up now no. as a book. But I tell you, yeah, to refer to your paper, the, uh, the Telegraph, I remember a few years ago reading a review of a box set of Saint um, series. Yeah. And the, and the uh, reviewer saying that Roger Moore wouldn't win an Oscar unless they came up with a special category for best blazer and slacks. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. Great. He was married originally yeah. to a, a singer called Dorothy Squires, Squires yeah. who was much older than him. And it ended very acrimoniously. Mm-hmm. And she used to be interviewed in television. She used to say terrible things about him. Did she? Yeah. Uh, one of the things she said, oh, also remember the interview. She said, uh, there has to be a mirror in every room in Roger's house so he can admire himself. <laughs> he was very pretty, wasn't he? He was. Yeah, he, he was. was he was yeah. too good looking, really. He was yeah. too good looking, yeah. 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 Mind you, you I like yourself. Like yeah, you. you and I'd be very yeah. happy to be <laughs> as good looking as Roger Moore. Yeah. And by the way, did you see that he's coming to the uh, um, uh, On Board Gash Theatre, I think is in November? To do what? To, to talk, to, to sit on the stage and be interviewed. Public interview by you? No, no, no. It's that someone else. But they must get somebody who uh, understands it. There's no point in getting mm. some uh, hotshot television guy who knows nothing about Roger Moore's career. Well, I, there was I, I, a I, famous guy interviewed recently called Tommy Steele. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, yeah. Tommy the, the inter- Toreador. Tommy yeah, the and the interviewer didn't know anything about Tommy Steele. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean. Uh, I think you that's must, a, you must you know as well, something. Yeah, and I, that one thing as well, and you'd be big on this, I presume. One thing as well is, I, again and again, I see it, especially on sports interviews on Sky. Well, you need to give the person that you're interviewing, you need to give a, a, that person a bit of room to answer the question. You need to give them a bit of room to, to fill out. You know what I mean? And again and again, you, someone asks a question and there's no answer to it. I think there's a great a gap uh, to do particularly interview of interviews to sports people. Yeah. I think there's a real gap, you know, yeah. a kind of an in-depth kind of yeah. thing. I think you might be amazed, like, if you got some fellow who you see playing centre-forward for the Arsenal and you don't know anything about him, yeah. you might be amazed if you talk to him. Yeah. You know, that's what you do, to be fair, no. on the show yeah. where the stars come to talk, yes. the picture show, <laughs> well, you the, bring people on. But what, what, one of the things I've noticed especially is over the, uh, the Euro uh, 2016 is the, the variety, some good and some bad, and there's some very bad. 
and especially I, I'll okay I'll be accused of being partisan but I do think no matter what you say that the Irish stuff is better Oh, there's no question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Although Dunphy, I was reading, <laughs> Dunphy said uh, yesterday, he said you should get Brendan Grace to do the aftermatch interviews. <laughs> I saw that they were asking him about Roy Keane. Yeah. And someone was saying Roy Keane gave a great interview, uh, gave a great press conference. And he, he was making the point, where he's not supposed to be there to do a great press conference. Oh, you'd be delighted to hear that I beat you to the punch. I've got the the Sky uh, Cinema head oh, coming. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, we beat the picture show to the punch. The okay. picture show where the stars come to Six the top. Six o'clock on Saturday. Six o'clock on Saturday. Thanks, Philip. Thank you, sir.